0: The
1: Denver Sports Podcast, presented by Breckenridge Brewery's Fun Slinger Lager. Crushable, beautiful collab with the good people at Never Summer. Check out the old beer locator at breckbrew.com. Jesse, Justin, how are you
0: fellas? I'm doing great. Even though the ads lost last night, I'm doing great. You know, title defense season you get some buffer, right?
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: I think so. I think so, though. Nowadays, you never know when we're all trying to, you know, uh, race to the quickest dumb take on Twitter. (laughs) I I never know. Justin, we are football guys. We've known each other for years. All we do is talk football. But I think uh, from both our perspectives, it's a joy to have hockey back, right?
0: Yeah,
2: it's more fun. I mean, it's it's a hard existence as a football guy in this state at the moment, whether you're a, a college writer or a pro writer or somebody like me who dips into both because we just can't get enough of the pain. But that's why that's why it's great to have Nathan McKinnon and Nathan McCarr and, and Nugget season's right around the corner too, so we've got some good vibes coming.
1: Yeah, for sure. Good vibes uh, right now. J- Jesse, <laughs> you were at the um... – Arena for the banner raising and we just can't get enough abs, man. So we wanted to kind of get into this before the playoffs. We did a bandwagoners guide to the abs um, playoff edition that I mean, I don't know if you guys heard, but they, they, they won the whole thing.
0: Um, I had, you know, I'd heard some rumblings of that. uh, So, yeah, 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 but glad to get the confirm. confirmed. Yeah.
1: You know, just a memo (laughs) to anyone out there who might have missed it. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, uh, if the tradition is a winning one, we're going to stick to it. Also, what a year it's been for you, Jesse. You are one of our OG guys, stepped away, did your thing, and then you come right back and um, quite the whirlwind... 12 plus months or so back on the job. So, no,
0: <laughs> I've, I've had that conversation with so many people in the last what now three, four months where it's just like the, the timing of it all, you know, could, couldn't have worked out better. Uh, obviously, and yeah, very, very lucky, uh, to, to get to one, to get to come back and do this in general, and then two, to your point, Dre, like just in time to experience all this, get to be a part of it with all of you guys, let alone, you know being around the team and all that, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy 12 months. It was, uh, that, that playoff run was as amazing as it was. Holy smokes. Was I tapped out by the end? Yeah. Uh, but Hey, look, like as tired as I was and as much as, as hard as the short off season was for us to get everything pulled together. Uh, I hope we do it again. I hope we just do it again and again and again. Uh, cause it was awesome, man. And <laughs> to kind of the theme of the intro of this pod, Boy, do we need it right now in Colorado because it's it's bleak, it's bleak in a lot of other places, and especially even the Nuggets—they're getting going here soon. But last year was just such a disappointment with all the injuries. It just that ending felt so inevitable with all the you know with the way that everything kind of piled up. So uh, the Abs have been a a a drink of water after a handful of saltines for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, It's nice to have fallback. It feels like Super Bowl Fifty was twenty years ago, and not
0: Ooh, six.
1: Um, so, Justin, we needed this man, and we got to see the cup and stuff. It's just this this AVS team is what what a what a beacon of hope.
2: Yeah, shout out to Breckenridge, by the way, presenting sponsor. It was really fun. The AVS guys, Jesse, and and then they did the live show. It was really cool to see them do it. I got to touch the cup; that was sweet. Jesse, I'm oh, curious: yeah. is there any part of you I almost, like, I'm stoked that the Avs are here because football's so bad, but there was a part of me that kind of would have been okay with having just, like, another two months of getting to bask in being the champions, you know what I mean? Like, the the turnover's so short, we're already on title defense.
1: It's insane, man, especially with football off-seasons, which is, like, what Justin and I cross over on most. That's, like, longer than the actual season. You guys it was like a, a drink of coffee and it's okay. Back to preseason. Yeah. Come on now. New goalie. Let's get it. Let's get, Dude,
0: let's get with it. Seriously. And so it's so funny you say that about the football off season. Cause it wasn't, and this is going to sound really silly, but it wasn't until I came back to the NVR last year that like, obviously I've always known super bowl, you know, is in February, the season kicks off, but it hadn't ever really like occurred to me just how long the football offseason actually is. I mean, seriously, if, if you go, if you go all the way or, or let's even say the conference finals in the NHL. Yeah. You are looking at about an eight, nine month season. Football offseason is what? Seven, seven and a half months. So, so, I mean, seriously, you are talking like the foot, like college or NFL. The offseason is almost as long. It was longer than the Arizona coyotes season last year. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, It's crazy, but no, it, it, it was so, it was just interesting. And I've said this a bunch on the abs pod where, you know, especially as, as they started going late, I was fortunate enough, uh, you know, DNVR was able to send me to every single game home and road. You get so, you know, hyper-focused on, on what you're doing. And, and, you know, for us, obviously covering the abs that I was was sitting there in my hotel room in Tampa and and not to keep beating up on the Arizona Coyotes, our poor PHNX folks. But I, I, it occurred to me, the Arizona Coyotes are two and a half months into their off season. And we're sitting here in Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? Like, They've been doing their 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 draft, their free agency. What are we doing internally? They've been doing all of that work for multiple months and the abs are still playing. And you just don't realize how much that eats into the offseason, especially when, you know, I think back to Dre, you, me, and AJ doing the the draft pods at the media school. We were on the other end of that where we had to find four and a half, five months, <clears throat> excuse me, worth of content for the offseason. Uh, yeah, just such a such a change from that. There was a bunch of our normal offseason stuff. I mean, they had what two picks in the draft. So like there was a bunch of our normal offseason stuff that we either didn't do or we had to change the way we did it. Just because to your point, Justin, like we were so limited on time. Um, it, it really is just it's it's crazy. You don't you don't really notice it or appreciate it when it's other teams, but making a run like that, it it eats in <laughs> it eats into your summer. Well, the reason I brought it up is I also wanted to ask you
2: do you think, because obviously these guys party so hard (laughs) as they should when they win the Stanley cup, but it's such a short turnaround. Like, do you come into the season, maybe a step behind of where you would have been in a normal off season, just because, you know, Nathan McKinnon and and Landy and all these guys, you know, they're, they're rightfully having a great time or, I mean, is is that maybe a a little bit blown out of proportion?
0: So it's funny because I, I think this changes the longer that you, stay relevant like this and the deeper you go, but to a man, they have actually all said they feel, I don't necessarily know if more prepared is, is the way that they've been putting it, but essentially like, yeah, we were just playing two months ago. We don't need to ramp back up. Like we were just doing this and, you know, to kind of start getting into some of the more specifics, if you guys have watched, you know, Nathan McKinnon at all in the preseason or even the other night, I mean, he looks like he's moving at one and a half times speed, even for Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, he, he told me, like, we were just playing the most intense, highest level hockey you, you will ever play. Seriously, 10 weeks ago. He's like, we're, we're just ready to get back on the ice. And I think you do. Like, I think you'll start to see that with like a team like Tampa Bay, who's now gone to the final three years in a row. Um, I think you'll maybe start to see some of that Justin for them, where it's just like your 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 batteries are are depleted. But it's so funny because I thought it would be that, but they've actually all said the opposite. Even Jared Bednar was like, honestly, I liked having our couple weeks of celebration where we went really hard. and then just to be able to jump right back into it so quickly has been they've all said they really liked it. So I, I was with you. I thought that'd be the case but they've actually all said the opposite at least at least for now. <laughs>
2: I mean, that McKinnon goal in the third pretty much speaks to it last night with he just, you know, blows past the entire defense and you're reminded of, oh, this guy just has a different gear that, like, other people in the league just don't have.
1: Well, and, I mean, it's a story of the first two games, you know. Like, you see a lot of that in game one where it's just – you see that next level. It's a Jordan last dance-esque where it's, like, after he got over that mountaintop once – he was playing with a different type of efficiency and ruthlessness where it's like, I'll just take what you give me and exploit it because there's nothing you can do to stop me. Um, and of course, you know, I mean, you, you gave a shout out to PHNX. CHGO doesn't have it much better. The Blackhawks were really just a oh. joke. And um, <laughs> I loved your, your guys' uh, previews, which you guys can still find on YouTube. Um, it's just a year where there's going to be several bad teams Yep. To mine on the old DraftKings Sportsbook app, um, because it's one of those years where a lot of teams are tanking, which is a yeah. similar theme to the NBA as well, which is kind of fun. But then in the second game, you see some of that hangover Um, yeah. Justin may have talked about, and they were dogs in that. Um, they are playing Frankie. Um, So, yeah, a bit of a story of the first two games as oh, far sure. as what that Stanley Cup hangover is going to be like.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a great point, Dre, because it is, you know, especially that first game, you had the banner raising, uh, you know, the really cool moment with Jack Johnson, even though he's in the Chicago Blackhawks Jersey, having him be a part of that, uh, Mark Hoppus in the building. I mean, seriously, I posted that picture pregame. Honestly, I, I think this, I think the seating bowl is at about 95% capacity when their skates hit the ice for warmups. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean like there there was just like an energy in the building. So I think that's a great point, Dre, because you felt it and I thought it represented their play. Like you said, the Blackhawks yeah, uh bet against them a lot this year because yes. they are actively trying to be bad and whoa, mission accomplished on night one there. <laughs> um but you know they they did even that aside, seriously, that game it was five to two. What could have been nine nothing? I mean, like to me, the the difference on the ice was that big. And then just coming off that emotional high to the next day. um, Yeah. Bit of a letdown. They're able to push back a bit. Um, But really it it has been interesting. I I like the, people have talked about Nathan McKinnon comparable to Michael Jordan since that last dance documentary came out and he's always kind of pushed back on it because of the championships the best way that I can describe the way that Nathan McKinnon looks this year is, is exactly what you're just alluding to, Dre. The pressure is off and the intensity is up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I got one. Nobody can hold that over my head anymore. Nobody can say, oh, but you can't get through. You know, He can't get past the second round. He can't do it. He can't win. No one can say that anymore. Now he can just go out and, like you said, impose his will. Uh, Kale McCarr did an interview with the Av social media right before the season started, after the preseason. They're like, what do you think? Like, What's your big big take for this year? And he goes, I think Nathan McKinnon scores 50 goals. When a guy like Kale McCarr is noticing the the elevated level that Nathan McKinnon is at, uh, you know it's for real. But no, Dre, I think that's a good point. There's going to be a lot of that emotional stuff early on as you play ex-teammates and stuff and having to deal with those highs and lows emotionally yeah. um, are going to be an interesting story for us to follow. Uh, I think to to open this season from a perspective that we've never had to, or I've never had to as a, as a reporter uh, right. cover before. So it's, it's all good stuff, but it is going to be interesting to see how it all actually plays out.
1: Yeah. And as you navigate that, what are the vibes on chances to repeat? Obviously the odds makers are really high and I guess Calgary, a bit of a wake up call, but yeah. Aside from that, I do see a hard time to, um, to like uh, you know find any true threats. But maybe I'm too much of a casual. I'm seeing that too much with uh, you know um, burgundy colored glasses. Here is that your vibe as well, Justin? I, I know you're more prone to pessimism than the <laughs> two of us. So I'd I'd love for you if you want to bring us back down to earth. You can that that is your prerogative here. Please.
2: I just, last year, the expectation was that they were going to win the cup no. and they did that. It's really hard to repeat, especially, you know, like in a, in a format like the NHL playoffs, which are just inherently a gauntlet of months and months as talented as this team is, which I, I don't think there's a team in the league that has more talent. I think Bednar is arguably the best coach. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an NHL expert, so I won't you know, I'm an abs guy. I love Bednar. But, you know, there's a lot of things that have to go your way in order for you to win. You know, you got to be relatively fortunate when it comes to injuries and just, you know, surviving a tough schedule. Last night was a a great example of just how challenging the schedule can be in terms of you're going to play back to back. You got to go, you know, all the way to another country. You know, it's just kind (laughs) of a unique thing that you don't have in other sports. And because of that, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit guarded, but I also could just see the argument. You have Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. Is there any team in the world that has a one-two combo as good as that?
0: Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe you're talking about the Edmonton Oilers with McDavid yeah. and Dreisaitl, but it's just, it's, it's the depth of talent on this team. And, and look, I'll be honest. I think Calgary's going to, I think they're going to be a good team. I think they've got a good roster. What made this team unique last year Really, for the last several years, and, and to your point, Justin, this is more of a testament to uh how many things have to go your way and and how as good as as good as any team is, you know, Tampa Bay, the most recent team to to repeat, how many things had to go right for them? How lucky did they have to get along the way? This abs team, what I think is so impressive about them, and, and honestly, it relates back to Jared Bednar. I, I'm a huge Jared Bednar guy. I think this guy, the fact that he hasn't won a coach of the year, in my opinion, is criminal. Um, Just thinking I, I, of where he's come from, Jesse, right. from where you and I started right.
1: <laughs> to now is
0: like right. insane. Absolutely insane. insane. Yeah. In, in in the window that he's done it in, it's it's truly remarkable. And, and honestly, to take this kind of a step further, Drake, To what you're talking about, where he started from, it was really only one year later to when they entered kind of into this competitive window. Now, they were an eighth seed, weren't really a big threat that first year, but to take them from the worst season in modern NHL history to a playoff appearance in one calendar year, like that alone is remarkable, let alone five years removed from that. You're hanging Stanley Cup banners. Um, But part of what I think makes this team so special is... They, as good as it is to have guys like Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Miko Ranton, and Gabe Landeskog, Val Nachushkin, Devontae, like the list goes on and on. As great as it is to have all those guys, what you saw last year in the playoffs was this is a team of guys who are bought in. They understand who they are, and every guy understands their role. I had a great conversation with Eric Johnson the other day, and he said one of the things that makes this team so special is we have a lot of guys who could probably play bigger roles on other teams. Not probably who could definitely play bigger roles on other teams. Eric Johnson being one of them, but everybody has said we would rather play our roles. Maybe it's a slightly diminished role. Maybe I'm making a little bit less money here, but you know, <laughs> I'm laughing all the way to my ring ceremony. You know what I mean? Like everybody says, I'd rather play this role to the best of my ability and win championships then maybe go somewhere else and play seven more minutes a night. And that's, I think, a unique quality about this team. They lose Nazem Kadri for a stretch in the playoffs. No Darcy Kemper for the entire Western Conference final. Sam Gerard, a guy who, in my opinion, would be a top-pairing defenseman on half the teams in the league, goes down early in the second round, and this team didn't miss a beat. They didn't miss a beat with one of those injuries, and that, to me, is what I think makes them a a real threat to repeat. Yeah, maybe you got a little bit worse on paper, but you just showed time and time again last season, whether it being the regular season or the playoffs, this isn't a team defined by one player, even though you have the the super high-end elite talent that you do, that's not what defines them. That more of just adds to what a committed, bought-in team this really is. And um, as long as they have that, they are going to put themselves in a position to at least contend for it. But to, to the point that we were making a minute ago, a lot of things have to go right. You have to get lucky along the way, but to answer the original question out, excuse me, out West, in my opinion, it's Calgary as really the only kind of threat. Other than that, you're really talking about Eastern conference teams. And and at that point you're talking Stanley cup, final matchups. And once you're there, it's kind of a coin flip, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. If there's any mini concern and it's kind of heightened by yesterday's game, it's that once in a while in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's nice to have your guy in net steal one for you. And I don't know if they have a guy who can steal it. And, you know, Gruby at times two years ago, Darcy at times, more so in the big regular season matchups than yep. could once in a while just steal one when the team was getting the random game where they're getting outshot. Two yep. to one, like yesterday, and they actually can hang with it, and that's where the phenoms like Kale and Mac and everyone else you listed on, <laughs> um, yep can completely take over. But right now, plus two hundred to win the Western Conference Finals on DraftKings Sportsbook app, one of our great sponsors. Um, and you know, while it's not not maybe uh, the greatest time for football in Colorado, you you have many insights. That you can use to your advantage as a football fan in Colorado to make money right now. New users uh, can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do all that on top of their stepped-up same-game parlays, you can do SGP X's. Yesterday parlayed the Avs with Thursday Night Football. Carson Wentz not getting an interception screwed me. Actually, the Avs not winning would have screwed me. But it doesn't matter, you know, had things gone how I thought they would. I, I was in the money. The options are endless. The app is phenomenal. The boost, the promotions. Right now, when all these sports are going on, it's just uh, I'm like a pig in um, heaven. Uh, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DMVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And it's not just a great time for bettors. It's a great time to catch live games, Rams, Buffs, Broncos, Avs. As Justin mentioned, Nuggets coming back soon. And our friends at Game Time have you set. um, It's the hottest new ticketing app. Their site makes it easier and they specialize in last minute deals. Look at that in the description right there. You've got that link where you can get the hookup on all these tickets locally. And it's not just sporting events. You know, I want to take the, the little one to the matinee or something, you know, skip, skip some nap time. We're not doing nap time anymore. So you, you, you might, might as well go see a midday show. You can do that. She has, she's actually phenomenal at live games thanks to game time, took her to the first uh, ever course field game. So that was um, phenomenal. If you love DMVR, then you love game time. The best best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description that our good guy. Yaya just showed us join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats (laughs) to all your favorite
0: events. Um, I gotta Let's I gotta say something about Game Time yes. real quick because we Let's we di- when we were doing our CHGO DNVR crossover pod before yeah. the Avs' first game, I brought up how the the tickets were really expensive to get into the to get in for the banner ceremony and all that stuff. on on the the normal site that tickets they, they like for you to resell them through the cheapest ones that were out there were three hundred plus uh, for upper level. Live on that show, we just so happened to look it up on Game Time. 132. So literally half the cost uh, of of the normal ticketing sites that that those, that Av's tickets go through. Um, so it was just it was it was one of those things where yeah, they're one of our spart- uh, partners, one of our sponsors, but like the proof is literally we found it live on the air, less than half the cost and most of the other ticketing sites to get into the building for Avs opening night. Av's tickets are not gonna be easy to come by this year. No, uh, game time no. definitely seems like it's going to be your. Your best, best shot at getting, getting in the building for a reasonable price.
2: On that uh, same topic, homecoming Saturday night for CSU football. Tickets are limited. They were expensive in the first place. I looked on game time yesterday. 23 bucks. That's more than half off. So go check it out if you're looking for some last-minute tickets. Check out the app and uh, check out the link, like we said, over on Twitter or in the podcast description. Get the hookup.
1: Yeah, man, let's fill these arenas out. Let's fill these stadiums out and uh, get some great deals and support our partners while we're at it. Um, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I do think some of the ads' ability to repeat goes through some some new faces. Um, and, you know, as a bandwagoner's guide, Justin and I, we've been busy with football for seven, uh, the longest offseason in history. So why don't you... Um, which is funny because we've actually lived through the longest off season in football history. And that was no fun. So, um, please now we can laugh about it. Uh, (laughs) I had four games in
2: an 18 month stretch at one point between the end of 2019, 2020 into 2021. Dealing with
1: a real dick of a coach too. I can say that he can't, but we all know it's true. Um, but so you know familiarize us what 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 has happened in this minuscule uh, microwave offseason that the ads yeah. had who left and more importantly who's come through we saw nas we've seen Jack Johnson anyone yeah. else we we lost along the way that we need yeah. to be reminded of
0: yeah the other the other and and with all due respect I hesitate saying he's a, a big one. Uh Andre Yeah. uh goes goes uh northwest to Seattle to join Philip Grubauer who we playing mentioned know Unlike uh, Grubby,
1: playing good. I I watch the Kraken religiously you know yeah. he's, uh,
0: he's doing his thing. <laughs> he's uh yeah he can't go any worse than last season, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um Andre Borikovsky's the other one. I mean really the, those are the two uh big names the, the three big names that that it was for me it was Nazem Kadri, Andre Burakovsky, and then Darcy Kemper uh, goes to Washington D.C. Uh, with the Capitals. Yep, Jack Johnson as well. Uh, like you mentioned a minute ago, he was you know kind of the seventh, eighth extra defenseman for the Avs. So that one's not quite as big. Um, Nazem Kadri is the is the one that you really are worried about them being able to replicate. Um, not even necessarily his production last year, which was it was a career year for him. Uh, well above his his you know career average but even before that I mean you're talking about a guy that approaches 30 goals pretty consistently you know you don't really have to uh, worry about that he's gonna break 20 no problem get into the 25-30 range pretty much every year um, Andre Burakovsky was a 20 goal guy for the abs the last couple of years that's the production that you're saying can we replace that can we find something whether it be internally or um, they did bring in Evan Rodriguez uh, on a really a great free agent deal. They, they landed after shoot four or five weeks uh, of free agency. That's a guy a lot of people thought would get a nice big deal uh, after a career year for Evan Rodriguez last year. They thought he'd get a nice deal on day one. He ended up sitting out there for over a month and the abs were able to snag him up uh, one year just north of $2 million. So that's a great value deal, but great. It's great value is he going to match any of the production that you lost is how much is he actually going to help on the ice? You know, it can be as good of a value contract as you want. If he doesn't produce, then what's it all really for. then your other guy that you're looking at to replace one of those two, hopefully is Alex Newhook second year in the league, 21 years old, um, had a good year last year, 30, I think 34 points, um, as a rookie, You're fine with that. You're happy. Can he take another step this year? Um, So really, those are your two big question marks. Can those two guys that I listed, how much can they supplement the offense that you lost in Andre Burakovsky, uh, Nazem Kadri? Obviously, as we barrel towards a trade deadline in several months, uh, if, if if you are still looking for that production, they have other avenues to find it. But that's a big question for now. And then the one, Dre, that you alluded to before the break, Darcy Kemper is out. Alexander yes. Georgiev is in Georgie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it bothers me cause it's his nickname is Georgie, but his actual name is pronounced Georgiev. And it's like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Quite a name. Alexander with an a too, A N D A R. Uh, so it's just super Russian. Um, the abs have done this the last few years. They have said their front office said, has said, we think we are a good enough team defensively. We need good enough. We don't need great. We don't need elite in net. We need good enough. And they've gotten away with it with Philip Grubauer. Obviously it worked out with Darcy Kemper, uh, Pavel Pablo to an extent, again, he's a guy that you pull out of the KHL a couple years ago and all things considered it's gone. Well, everybody loves Frankie, Um, to me, this is the biggest gamble that they've taken at this position so far. Alexander Georgiev is the least proven. Uh, he had probably about six months in New York, four or five years ago, where maybe he was looked at as the future. Uh, Igor Shosturkin comes in for them and kind of takes that mantle. And really for four straight years, it's been a trend in the wrong direction for Georgiev. Uh, the abs have, like I said, they have a good track record of identifying these guys and saying, Hey, we think they can turn into something good for us. But in my opinion, this is the biggest gamble that they've made so far. Um, he's looked okay in preseason. It takes him a little bit. It takes goaltenders a little bit to get comfortable with with a new team. But, um, this I'm with you, Dre. This is the linchpin of if Georgiev works out, I think they have a great chance to repeat if he doesn't get to the level that you were hoping, or can, can he even match what Darcy Kemper did last year? Um, If he can't get there, it's going to make it really hard for this team to, to get over the hump again, Uh, you know, get back to the top of the mountain, not saying he can't do it, but like I said, this is definitely, he's the least proven. His numbers are the least impressive of any of the guys they've, they've kind of rolled the dice with.
2: How long of a leash do you give him? You know, it makes sense that it takes a while for a new goalie to get, his feet under him, get used to his new surroundings, all that. But like, at what point of this season, if he's struggling do you know, should abs fans, I guess, be worried. Like how, how long do you give him until you should be, you know, maybe a little concerned if he is
0: struggling? Yep. So it's a great question because go back to last year with Darcy Kemper. And it really was not until December. Right before Christmas, did he really start hitting his stride and, and looking really comfortable? So in that same vein, I say Alexander Georgiev, he's got a six to eight week kind of buffer here, right? Where it'll take you some time to get acclimated. If we are heading into the new year, if we're hitting 2023 and Georgiev is still just stumbling and and you know can't really get in a rhythm, that's when you kind of got to start looking and saying, okay, can can Pavel Fransos pick up some of this slack? That's when I think it kind of does go to a true competition, who is playing the best. Uh, Bednar alluded to that in his preseason media availability that, hey, look, this is going to be a, an open competition for the starting role. Whoever's playing the best, that's who we're going to, whoever gives us the best chance to win, I think were his words. Um, that's who we're going to go with. I think they're going to give Georgiev that that leash is kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt as the number one until like i said mid-december uh and then at that point you you need to see him start settling in again he doesn't need to be patrick waugh right but but you need to see him settling in you need to see him steal a game steal a period um you know that's one thing that i actually thought Francois did all right last night they got absolutely shelled in that first period and he kept a minute wheels come off a bit there late right but that's what you're going to want to start seeing out of Georgiev like i said right around christmas going into the new year if it's not happening by then i'm not saying worry or panic but you maybe need to start looking for some some other options like i said can friendsos pick up the slack um, you know can 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 you use this competition a little bit to see if one of the guys will grab the net from the other one instead of them just you know bouncing back and forth and this guy struggles and he's been okay and well he was all right for a game or two To get to that point, you need to see one of them seize the 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 net, or you may need to start having some other conversations.
1: Yeah, and you hope they're not faced with the Sophie's choice of like the assets you have for a trade. Do you need more forward depth, or do you need like a veteran goaltender to give you some insurance in net? Um, And we, it feels way riskier because it's at the goalie position, but it feels similar to some of the gambles they've taken on some of the more analytically inclined signings they've made, yep. the Donskoys, Burkovskis that have worked out for them.
0: Nachushkin.
1: Um, Nachushkin, yeah, absolutely. And I think along those lines, this team has really shown an ability to take guys on the margins, put them in this kind of context mm-hmm. with an explosive offense with some generational talents around them and see them explode. I mean, to a lesser extent, we see that from Nas having a career year right going from a a solid second line center to like a top five fantasy (laughs) player last year you know who would the candidates be on this team to maybe make that extra jump and i think new hook and erod we might have already mentioned a couple of these guys
0: yep the the big one for me and and it's funny to say this you know, because he became such a huge part of avalanche lore already, but we forget he came in at, at the trade deadline. For me, it's Arturi Lekinen. I think he's the next one on that list of guys that, that you were just talking about, Dre. And that's something that, again, I think has been a little bit underrated, maybe not here locally and especially not here at DNVR, but a little bit more on the national scale. The avalanche pro scouting department, whatever they're paying that group of guys, it, it's not enough. They are just, it's its year after year after year now of them identifying exactly what you're talking about, Dre. Guys that look like fringe guys, bottom six guys, bottom pairing uh, defensemen. They come to Colorado and something happens and suddenly they are elite producers. You know, Val Nachushkin is out of the league. He's in the KHL, hadn't scored a goal in the NHL in two calendar years. Comes to Colorado, and within three, four years, he's signing an eight-year extension because he's just that important to the team. Um, so that's where, you know, again, just tying off kind of the goalie conversation, uh, you, you you say, okay, cool. At a certain point, you guys know more than me, I guess, right? Uh, so you trust him with Georgiev. But uh, really for me, it's Arturi Lekin, and he's the one this year where I'm expecting him to work. I'm expecting us to see a huge jump from him, uh, I asked Bednar about him the other night. I said, look, when you guys brought this guy in, he wasn't really known for his goal scoring. He was known as what you mentioned there, Dre, an analytics just dream. He forechecks. He does all the little things well. And now suddenly here in just a few months, he scores the goal to send the AVs from the Western Conference final to the Stanley Cup final. He scores the Stanley Cup clinching goal and then opens the season with a two goal performance the other night against Chicago. And I said, what is it? What can you say about this dude? And Bednar said, look, he does everything right. He does every little thing right. He does exactly what we want players in his position to do. Get in hard on the forecheck, go to the net, be strong on your stick. Um, you know, we don't need you to put guys through the wall, but we need you to be hard to play against in the sense of any time there's a, you know, we saw it in that Tampa Bay series. Any time the Bolts were trying to come out of their zone, you had one of Arturi Lekin or... Val Nachushkin or Logan O'Connor just draped all over him. Um, that's what he does. And then that's where you get to benefit from guys like Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Miko Rantanen when Lekkinen is doing all those little things, right? You get to play with great players. You get rewarded for it. So that is the next guy that I think is going to be one of those. You look back on it and say, Holy smokes. How did, how did Montreal let this guy go? Um, but it's, it's at Avs pro scouting department. They said, we see the analytics. We like what he does. We like the way he plays. We think he fits. It's the famous Herb Brooks line: "Not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones." Yeah. And and uh, yeah. I think he's gonna have a big year this year. So that's the that's the big analytics jump that I think you'll see on the ABS roster this year. Why do other GMs take Joe Sakic's calls
2: at this point? <laughs> like he's just gonna fleece you. Like I I feel like every negotiation must just be like it's a silly movie, but draft day with Kevin Costner at the end yeah. where it like comes full circle and he's big confident on the phone. I feel like that's <laughs> Joe Sackig just saying, like, yeah, and you're going to throw in this too. And they're like, no, we want to <laughs> keep him. And there's no, you're going to give me him Cause I feel yeah. like it. And they're like, okay, Joe.
0: Well, it all, it all started with the Matt Shane trade. Yeah. Where yeah. everybody, everybody had said he overplayed his hand. He waited too long. Yeah. He lost all of his leverage. And then suddenly the details of the trade break, it was probably two or three times what anyone thought he would have been able to get back originally, Uh, you know, multiple first round picks, multiple high end prospects. Um, You know, it, it was, it was, it kind of exceeded that. And then, yeah, Justin, you're right. Ever since that trade, I mean, it's just, he's just turned up aces on every single deal. The Nazem, Cad, the Nazem Kadri deals, Tyson Berry and Alexander Kerfoot. You bring back an almost 90-point player, um, you know, super clutch for you on a on a Stanley Cup run. Devon Taves, two second-round picks for Devon Taves. That's insane.
1: That's
0: insane. You, Devon Taves would have been a top-pairing defenseman on Team Canada at the Olympics last year had the NHL gone. And you didn't even give up a player off your roster for him. Uh, it, it's, it's just been like you said, everything has just turned up aces. Uh, I, I can't believe GMs are still taking his calls. Uh, it's, it's, it's just been great for him. You know, everything he's done since Patrick wall left two weeks before training camp and the reins were kind of fully turned over to Joe. Uh, he, I mean, he is, he is fully cemented himself as if he wasn't already. He's right up there with John Elway in terms of what he's done for this city uh, in, in, in sports two Stanley cups as the captain of the Avs, and, uh, one already as a GM and and just with the way that he's built this roster, managed the cap. Uh, I, I mean, I imagine you hope he's got a couple more in there, uh, here over the next few years on an absolute heater, man. He's been
1: just amazing. And when it's already like a, you know, an idol for all of us growing up, (laughs) that's doing it. It's just like gravy on top. Um, Ravy on top right now is having hassle company back Mm. with us um, Mm -hmm. at our Broncos tailgates. Um, You know, we'll just talk about the little one on every little segment here, but um, I hassle cattle ruined her for me in eating other steaks. She's a big steak eater and she, she couldn't eat anything other than hassles, delicious Wagyu beef. And I don't blame her. I mean, for me too, going back to normal beef, Once you've had Hassle Cattle, it really is a a shock to the system (laughs) how bland and not tender regular beef can be compared to the magicians at Hassle Cattle Company. Um, Code DNVR20 for 20% off the entire order. If you want to... To get a taste before purchasing, head over to our tailgates. Yet another reason to party with DMVR and del- enjoy a delicious smoke stuffed sausage off the grill. Oh yeah, those are those are unreal, insane. It's all wild. Um, it's really like we're hassle's too good for us mortal humans. Similar to like <laughs> some of the ads players, it's just insane. Um, head to hasslecompany.com. Let's let's get that right. Hassle Cattle Company com to secure your bag of beef and use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. That's DMVR 20 for 20% off. Um, and it just gets better here with Ivaka TV, TV and um, our exclusive Nuggets guys going to Serbia and checking that out, a truly monumental experience. Um, they're the new goat in Colorado sports. They were able to send us out just the, um, Justin was doing some sideline reports for a Rams game for yeah, They put me on TV two weeks back. They put them on TV. (laughs) It's happening people. Um, they're true homies and they're true homies because in a time where we have these amazing teams in Colorado and some, I mean, generational talents, it's been so frustrating not being able to watch those and Ivaca TV takes care of you on that end. Get to watch abs, nuggets, DU hockey, CSU, UNC, and, um, MSU. There you go. Um, and again, they, they're, they're taking care of us on all fronts. They will air the Serbia documentary exclusively on their channel. You won't be able to find it on YouTube like this podcast. Um, so it's just a, an incredible deal. Um, and right now, Go to Ivaca TV and you can sign up for just $25 a month plus a $5 receiver. Um, Check out the trailer for 100 Invisible Threads. It's live on our YouTube channel. Um, And set yourself up at evoca.tv slash DMVR to watch all your favorite um, Colorado teams. So there you go. I want to go back to the conversation. We paused there for a second before my amazing transition. Um, <laughs> the defense you're talking about Tays, with, um, with McCarr and what an insane pairing is that is. And like, I imagine um, that would be both of those would be the top two lines for team Canada right now, which to yep. have that is just gravy. That's but crazy. in, Yep. My top breakout candidates, I would have mentioned Bobby, which yep. I know Kat brought up in the comments. Um, you know, from New Hook, same class, a top five pick, a guy who really in the playoffs, I think, started to find that extra gear. Yep. Um, and he doesn't get those top pairing minutes or, you know, much time on special teams because he's yep. got to wait behind Taze and, uh, and Makar. But I think we could see some really big things. And he's just an incredible talent.
0: Yeah. uh, Again, a piece of that Matthew Shane trade all these years later. Now, you know, just now starting to bear the fruit. Um, Look, uh, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet, one of the most plugged in guys in the NHL, uh, if not the most plugged in. uh, They do a great podcast every week called 32 Thoughts. I always listen to it and make sure I'm up on stuff around the league. And he made a comment uh, about Bowen Byram in there uh western conference preview and he said look i talked to several gms around the league and multiple said to me zellie friedman saying what we saw out of bo byram in the western er, in the stanley cup final was our worst case scenario he looks like kale mccarr light and it's really not that light and if you're an abs fan that is music to your ears And, and honestly i agree Bo Byram led the Avs, all Avs defensemen, in even strength ice time in the Stanley Cup final. Like Alex Newhook, he's just 21 years old. Uh, he's had the injury problems. It's it's crazy. He, he's had the injury, the concussion issues the last couple of years. It, it looks like he's finally on the other side of that. Uh, scores a goal last night. Look, man, that is part of what makes this decor so special not only are they deep not only are most of these guys locked up long term bowen byram is 21 sam Gerard 20, 24 25 kale mccarr 23 uh, you know it's, it's it's just they have elite defensemen that aren't even in their prime yet <laughs> their best years are theoretically yeah. still ahead of them uh and dre i'm with you to me bowen byram I think the ultimate, ultimate goal for the abs is to have a top pairing of Kale McCarr, Bowen, Byram, you know, long-term. Because you have guys like Devon Taves and Sam Gerrard, you can kind of slow play that a little bit. You don't need to rush it there. Um, This is the best decor in the league. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Calgary has a really good decor. We saw that last night. There is no other team in the league that has the depth and the high-end ability and talent that the Avs do <clears throat> seriously. By by the end of the year, we just you know, Dre, you mentioned Taves and McCarr both being the top defenseman for a, you know a theoretical Team Canada Olympic team. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if by the end of this current season, you're talking about adding Bowen Byram to that list as well. Um, and and if if your NHL team is making up half of the decor for what is historically the best hockey country in those best on best tournaments yeah. uh, you got a lot of things going right for you. So Bowen Byram, I definitely think he, he's my pick for a huge breakout this year as well. Um, you could have something you could go from having a, a, a truly great defense to something very special and, and maybe a once in a generation uh, type decor here. If Bowen Byram gets to where we think he could and, And I thought that comment by Elliot Friedman about what he was told from several general managers in the NHL, we were watching that Stanley Cup final and we were like, holy smokes, how did they find another one of these guys? Yeah.
1: I'm in full like Antonio Banderas uh, gift (laughs) mode. Um, (laughs) Just insane, man. Insane. Um, Like the, the margins of growth you have on that blue line. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, Justin, you cover play well, maybe not, because the team you cover is insanely young. But with the transfer portal between basketball and football, you cover plenty of guys that are older than Bo and Byron.
2: Yeah, it's it's insane. Like the fact that these guys are able to do this at 21. And yeah, I, you know, the big thing that yeah. I was curious with the apps with some of these those young guys last year was would they be able, especially in the playoffs, to keep up with the physicality of it? And yeah. The answer appeared at least, you know, in the early returns to be yes. And I just, I don't know. I just, some of these guys, when you think about the fact that, like you said, they're not even in their prime yet, yeah. it, it brings me more around to the optimistic side, you know, where you know, Dre, Dre's joking earlier, I'm the pessimistic side. I am. I look for reasons to be negative and it's yeah. hard for me to define them with this ads team because they're just, they're so exciting. I, I'm curious, Jesse. Mm-hmm. This is somewhat of a complicated question. So we don't have to like, you don't have to go all the way into is Kale McCarr the best player in the world? Cause it's, that's a nuanced question. But right. if you were starting an NHL team right now and you could draft anybody like, you know, video yep. game style, yep. would he be the number one pick?
0: So it's funny you say this cause I- I've actually been making the argument this whole off season that right now today, the answer is yes. Uh, look, Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers is—he's a freak. Uh, He's—he's he's a unique talent. Uh, maybe the most—not maybe—in my opinion, Kale Mc, or, excuse me, Connor McDavid is the most skilled player on earth, and probably that there—that ever has owned a pair of hockey skates. He—he's unbelievable. My argument all summer has been, even Connor McDavid, there is no player in the world right now that impacts the game on all 200 feet of the ice the way that Kale McCarr does. He is truly elite at everything. He, he's an elite offensive threat. He's an elite defender. He plays on the power play. He plays on the penalty kill. Uh, he's out in the last minute of a game if you're trying to hold a one-goal lead. He's out for the last four minutes of a game if you're trying to you know come from behind a one-goal deficit. Uh, even in that first game of the season, uh, Alexander Georgiev kind of fumbles a puck behind the net Wide open net in front, who blocks a shot but Kale McCarr. Uh, he's literally like that Bugs Bunny cartoon where he plays every position on the baseball diamond. That is Kale McCarr. And and look, as, as great as Connor McDavid is, uh, as good of a goal scorer as Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs is, uh, there's nobody that impacts the game on, on the full sheet of ice in all situations the way that Kale McCarr does. And I just wanted to touch on something else that you said, Justin, about the physicality. That's always been the knock on you know what's referred to as a puck moving defenseman like Kale McCarr, guys who are a little bit more offensively inclined, is they're not very good defensively. They can't handle the physicality. Both Kale McCarr and Bowen Byram will put you on your butt if you don't have your head up. They are not afraid to play physical. They're not afraid to mix it up. Um, yeah, maybe that's not their the first part of their game that they lean into. But if you want to play that way, they have shown we will play that way. We'll, we'll, we'll put the puck in the back of the net. We'll put you on your butt and we'll keep the puck out of ours all in one motion. And uh, that is what makes those two players in particular even more special is they're not afraid of the physicality. They're not a, afraid to play defense. Um, but yeah, it, for, for my money, right now today, it's Kale McCarr. There's just no one as good as him in all situations from one end of the ice to the other. I'm with you. I said it last
2: year, and I, 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 I'm no hockey expert. So, like I said, I'm not hey, trying you to sound you know like you're not, talking about I'm to me. It, but, <laughs> you know, I just it to me, it's like the Nikola Jokic argument. There might be people that are better at individual aspects of basketball than him. There might be better shooters, better scorers, yeah. better pure defenders. There's nobody that impacts the game on both ends, makes everybody around them better as well. I don't, I just, uh, who else would you want him and Nate are just such a perfect combination. Yeah, yeah. And like even going into that physicality component, you're not going to be soft when you come up under Nathan McKinnon and Gabriel <laughs> Andis, Right. There are times I wish those two would stop fighting everybody all the time, <laughs> even though I love it just because I'm like, Gabe, right. we don't want to lose you again. Nate, don't break your hand. But yep. I also just kind of love it. Like I'm not, I'm not going to get upset that the competitors that the most skilled guys on the team yeah. bring that mentality because it's a top down thing. And we've seen that with how these younger guys have bought in and, you know, in the playoffs, 100%. they might be more skilled, you know? Yeah. They might not be the traditional like goon hockey out there, you know, lighting <laughs> you up in the open ice. But if you come at these guys, they're going to put you on their butt and they're a lot bigger. They're a lot stronger than I think a lot of teams or a, a lot of casual fans give the abs credit for, you know, it's not just pretty boy 100%. hockey.
0: Yep. Yeah. And go ahead, Dre.
1: Oh, I just think there's more of a confident edge, man. And now they're at that next level. Um, And you you have an abs podcast to go to. So I'd close this out with um, asking you both, would we be disappointed if this cup they just won was the only one this core brings home and how much is enough? Like how many ring ceremonies, how many banner raising (laughs) ceremonies, how many parades are enough with the core and the upside still to this group that we just described for
2: the last 50 plus
0: minutes. Yeah. Justin, I'll let you go first.
2: Getting there once is so hard that I I don't know, like I wouldn't want to frame it as if they don't win another one, that it's a failure. But when you think about the context of how long you have this young core under contract yeah, and they're so good, like it's one of those where it just, it feels like it would be weird for them not to. So Mm -hmm. I think you got to win at least one more just because you have all these guys locked up for so long that I think if you didn't win one more, it would definitely be disappointing. I wouldn't frame it as a failure, especially because I think they're going to be in the mix every single year. But I mean, even those, those OG Avs teams, you know, think about how many times they lost in the Western finals. I mean, they very easily could have had five, six cups if it wasn't for Detroit and Dallas and, you know, a couple of weird series here and there. So I, I just, I think it's really hard to expect much more, but yes, I I do hope to see them win more and win one more. And if they don't, I think that would be disappointing.
0: Uh, Honestly, I think you kind of nailed it for me. I do think you need one more. You need one more with this group. And it's because of the age of the core and the contract status of, of, you know, 90% of those guys, you've got them locked up here for four or five plus uh, you know, years. And they're all still in their, you know, early to mid twenties. Gabe Landisog is kind of like the elder statesman of that core at 29. Um, So I think you need to get one more. And really, I think the goal is to have a Chicago Blackhawks slash Pittsburgh Penguin esque kind of run here, where if you can stretch three cups over six to 10 years, um, I I think you feel like this was not only, you know, obviously three championships is a, you know, resounding success, but you feel like you got your money's worth out of this core. If that makes sense. Um, you know, again, you don't need to win them all in the next three years, but Chicago did three cups in six years, one every other year. Um, I, you know, I think if you can do three cups in six to eight years, whatever happens past that, if you got to enter into rebuild, it's whatever you can go through four or five years of kind of a little bit of pain, uh, and you're happy with it. You do it 10 times over again. You want to stay as relevant as you can for as long as possible. Um, and, and again, I think the Pittsburgh Penguins, Boston Bruins are kind of the model for that. Can you keep this core competitive for that long? If you can, that elite talent should at least take you to one more, if not two. Yeah, Before I mean, you go, should I
2: bet on McKinnon to win MVP? I bet, Sorry, on, Kale I this earlier. Kale I bet on Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. That's MVP. the juicy play. McCarr, That's McCarr the juicy for MVP.
0: play. Yep. Okay. That's my pick for this year.
1: He's the chosen one. He's the chosen one. Um...
0: <laughs> All jokes aside, there's, there's buzz around him this year, and hockey writers love to do this where it's just a guy's year. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of Kale McCarr's year. He just needs to back up some of the hype. Uh, So Kale McCarr is my, he's my MVP bet for this year on, on DraftKings.
1: Over 78 and a half points to this season, right?
0: Yep. I think so. Yeah, I think I, so. I, I think have, he pushes a yeah. hundred like Roman Yossi did that's last year. I,
1: that's what I'm saying. Hammer away. <laughs> um, I'm with you guys both. I think two is the baseline because holding them to anything higher than the golden era feels unfair. Right. Um, But at the same time, when you think of the age of a lot of these guys or the length yeah. of the contracts, guys like Mac or Landy just uh, got signed under the last two seasons. Feels like even two might feel, feels almost stingy, which is insane, yeah. insane to yeah. say, but that's how good this group is. Um, just abs fans had to Justin. suffer
0: through well over a decade of some pretty brutal hockey. Yes. So, yes. uh, yeah, the they, abs fans deserve we a couple more here.
1: <laughs> we were owed. Um, Two of my favorite people to podcast with. Thank you both for doing this. A true joy. Um, Jesse is doing an AVS pod in mere minutes. So check that out. Justin has you covered on all things Ram, who suddenly look a little frisky in conference play. So that's fun. Presented up the good people from Breckenridge Brewery. Check out that new fun slinger, Lager. Have a blessed Friday. We out.